0: The places and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bush Beat on Radio Town.
1: Brian Each is a clear leader in the 600. He gets out a length and a half in front now. Fort Myers gone. The Irons goes to second. Maslow third. Then Liberty Head heeled along. The minivans are taking closer order, but the stablemates got a big lead as they head up for home. Naval strike. Fort Myer, Melody, Melodian last into the straight. It's Brian Each well clear. Three in front of the Irons. The minivan on the outside. Then comes Liberty Head. Maslow making heavy weather of it. It's still Brian Each. He's well clear. He's clear over the Irons, who's now starting to knuckle down to the task. The but Brian Each is clear, and he'll take the cup. And the same colours as last year. They go back-to-back, back, Rob Picking and Matt Crop. They take it out from the Irons, who tried hard. Yeah, he's a bit of a war horse, and he's been around a while. He's eight years of age, this horse, Brian Each. He has 62 starts for seven wins. And interesting, when you go back and look at his career, he was with John O'Shea and James Cummings and Anderson Heathcote racing for a period of time as well. Uh, Matt Kropp's had him for a while now. Rob Luck joins us. Good morning, Rob. Good
2: morning, Rob. Yeah, good morning, Steve. Good morning, listeners. And, uh, yeah, great call, of, as always, from Brett Moody with the Morgan Pastoral Amateurs Cup Open Handicap at the Dolby Amateur Picnic uh, Race Day, Steve. And you, you're right, Brian East, he's, he's a good old warhorse, this fellow. And uh, glad to hear in the call that... Uh, Matt Crop and owner, part owner Rob Picking, they travel around with this horse, Steve, and the owner ownership group with Rob Picking leading the way tends to always be on track. So I'd be very surprised if Rob and his co-partners in in Brian weren't there at Dolby on Saturday. So uh, great to see them get that win, and and what a way for Isabella Rab Jones to celebrate a birthday! Happy birthday to you, Isabella. She took the uh, the Amateurs Cup the Picnic uh, Race Club Amateurs Cup, and she opened the proceedings with a double for Matt Crop when blue corner and the same combinations, the same uh, different colours, the Matt Crop standard colours, uh, took out the maiden plate. So a great day for Isabella Rabjones in that meeting out of Dolby, the provincial TAB meeting on the uh, weekend, Steve.
1: $3 the horse started. I understand Land's landed some decent bets as well. I wonder what happened the start prior at uh, at Flinton. The horse finished 4 or 4 there.
2: Yeah, I imagine it's one of those sort of track situations that you go to and horses have got to adapt in different stages of the campaign. Um, like this fellow, he's he's the sort of horse last year was on, uh, I'm pretty sure it was a uh, Country Cups or Stampede. It was definitely one of those ones later in the year. Uh, he was on that sort of campaign, Brian Eish. And um, look, some of those tracks I know, I think it was St George uh, reports from that, when Peter Flynn have uh, commented there, you know, if you're up leading, you tend to be the winner. Uh, so different different circumstances. Back on the grass at uh, Dolby at the picnics. And, uh, yeah, uh, a good strong win uh, had there by the team. And also good to see a guy young, well, was an apprentice, uh, Nathan Fisakoli, now into his open um, licence time. He wrote a winner there in the program in venomous uh, uh, you know, having to get out now and go around the tracks and pick up these winning rides. No longer with the apprentice claim. They find it a little bit hard, Steve, at, at different parts of the career, but good to see Nathan uh, getting out there to Dolby on the, uh, on the weekend.
1: Absolutely, and Michael Nolan had a pretty good day out too, didn't he? American Red won by a very big margin there in the three-year-old maiden there on Saturday.
2: Yeah, yep. Uh, uh, some good results all around uh, there, and good to see that cutest money going off with the whole three of them, Michael Nolan, uh, Linda Gazowski and Will Loudon training the the uh place getters there um but uh yeah it was a day that uh, Isabella Rabjohns is going to remember well because birthday celebration took the uh the Amateur Cup got the double for the day and uh yeah that was it at Dolby on the weekend whereas uh long on the weekend we had the situation where we only had three races that we were able to run steve and one of those came with purple trumpets win in the third purple trumpet out in the center has bound to me chasing hard down the outside wild element back along the rails set to fight uh, not getting going at this point, and back behind them, El Girober and Strawberry Blonde down the outside. Bounder Me moving up on the outside. Purple Trumpet, Bell riding desperately. Purple Trumpet, Bounder Me coming home hard. Purple Trumpet likes the track, goes home, wins by a length and three quarters over Bounder Me. Wild Element into third. Mrs Senna from the back of the field. A Strawberry yeah, Blonde. Yeah, there you go, victim. Rob. He
1: sees go... by Warhead, isn't he? Purple Trumpet.
2: Yeah, and Rodney Little's got a couple of them, of the warheads, and uh, um, she's a tough mare, this one, and had now five wins from 30, three from eight at the track with a placing as well, and look, we were lucky to get three races through, this of course was the Diggers' race day uh, for the RSL, Longreach RSL and uh, and Service League, uh, their race day, Uh, we had... Basically only a couple of mils of rain, uh, but with stewards' efforts, we we pushed the races through as quickly as we could. But being a clay-based track, it's quite interesting when you watch replays, the visual replays, there's actually dust coming up behind the horses in race three. But they were coming back caked with, uh, well, basically with the clay mud and their hooves were just filling up. And the visibility was disappearing quickly and uh, it became a decision that the uh, stewards and jockeys made to abandon the last two. But the good news is the Longreach RSL Diggers Cup Open Handicap, the 1200 metres feature event, has been added to the TAB meeting at Bar Calden this Saturday. And through great uh, quick cooperation and phone calls from President Andrew Watson, Tony... Um, Austin in Barcaldon, I do believe it's going to maintain that name of the Longreach RSL Diggers Cup when that uh, races on Saturday at uh, Barcaldon. And, Steve, what great news for the area, though. It was only uh, nine mils, I think, on Saturday of rain. And, and by the way, uh, we still got through the, uh, the ceremonies in regard to Anzac Day and the crowd stayed on and, and had a really good time out there, really good atmosphere. But the good news for our area... Uh, After being in 10 years of drought in Longreach, uh, over the weekend we received a total of around, in some places, 150, 160, 170 mils of rain. Um, It's a real blessing. It came with a lot of wind and a bit of damage overnight. But, boy, oh, boy, it's been a blanket coverage, I think, for the first time in about uh, 10 years, where basically from Winton right down and areas like Charters Towers right through to Blackall, etc they've received a real drenching and and really steady soaking rain. So we don't begrudge that. And we got through three races. Purple Trumpet, a real tonic for Rod Little, trainer Rod Little in the wars a little bit with a leg injury at the moment. Um, But uh, that warhead mare, um, she's come back well. The racing opened with Alleluia. Clinton Austin and Johnny Rudd. This one led all the way and it backed up from Augustella on Monday, the more than ready four-year-old over Luna Glide for Richard Simpson and Mind Game for Tony Schofield. And it was an all-the-way winner and a very clear-cut winner. Uh, Whereas in the second race, really, really good for Robbie Fire and uh, Patrick O'Toole. Uh, this one's got Alpha and Barcaldon connections, so they were pretty excited to get the win with the Seamus Award, Mayor. It came from uh, off the pace and stormed over the top of Prize artists for Timmy Brummel and Boy Foster and Osaka Sunset for Rod Little and Emma Bell. And that was the uh, end of the results for uh, the meeting out of Longreach. But, uh, Steve, I think the key thing, the good news for Longreach in our area, we're enjoying the rain that we've got, this lovely, soaking, steady rain that came through. Whereas Yapoon, I think they also got through their meeting, Steve. And uh, we've got Tony McMahon coming on the line. But uh, race five out of Yapoon saw a uh take up the win at Yapoon
0: and the rider on Fresh Prince made a move he moved up on the outside and he's taken away the lead from Chico, he leads by about half a length of this age, Men's Chicken was the next horse, so they're going to be followed by You Bet I Do and that was further back with a thought. they're in the stretch now and on the inside, showing the way now, getting to the lead with Chico but Fresh Prince is coming at it on the outside Chico is showing plenty of fight. Men's Chico is coming down the outside, there's three in line and You Bet I Do is about to join in as well Men's got to the front, the rider is about to give it one or two at the whip and goes away Men's for days and day and ticket's going to be far too good. You better do running on strong. as what thought. But uh, eased up just before the line, and
1: it's won well. Men's yeah, he's by instinct. You know, I always love looking at the history of these horses, Rob, where they come from. He's done full circle. He started in central Queensland. He went off to Harold Norman at the coast. Now he's back in central Queensland. Tony McMahon's with us.
2: Good morning hey, to boy. you, Tony. And uh, do you know anything about the origin of the name itself? It suggests a German language to me, Tony, but you might have found a little bit more out on the weekend.
0: No, I'm afraid I didn't, uh, Rob. It uh, uh, brought back some pleasant memories, this horse. Uh, Harold Norman did have it at one stage. It's, uh, Nathan Day wrote it. It's raced by a syndicate, including the um, Roe Island Racing Syndicate. They had a very good horse. I'm sure Steve will think of it straight away. It was a great horse, also by uh, Instinction. It, uh, Harold had it down the Gold Coast. And Jamie Carr won a race on it one day in Brisbane. Uh, it was It was very good. They raced it, too. It was, uh, I'm sure it was an instinction. of course, uh, Paris Imperial is the instinction. <laughs> and they, uh, winning on the grey, brought back memories for him.
2: Um, I was going to say, you would know every instinction that's run, I reckon, Tony, after Paradis Imperial.
0: A lot of creek. Gold, yeah. My wife, Jean, just came out. She's full of knowledge. A lot of creek Gold was the horse that Harold had for these people. It was a grey, too. Uh, the uh, men people. But yeah, plenty of instinctions, and uh, Paradise Imperial's got a lovely weanling by uh, Power up there at Oakland Stud. They're so looking forward to that progressing along the way. Talking about your poon, bus, back to your poon. Uh, it was uh, run under a canopy of grey skies. They had about 12 metres of rain the day before. It didn't rain during the afternoon, and the track was a soft five. And a crowd of 1,100 people attended. They were very happy with that because there's been so much going on up here with the Rocky Nats and uh, Easter. Uh, the Yipoon Turf Club, uh, speaking to the, one of the committeemen, Luke Collins, he was, he was elated with the crowd. So it was, uh, it was great to see. The racing started off with the BM65 handicap. This is over 950 metres. Won by a horse called uh, Lee Figaro. Adrian Coombe, Justin Stanley. First of two winners for Justin Stanley. Um, it's finished strongly to win nicely second place getter in that race was uh, number four Fina had the race shot to pieces, ridden by Chelsea Jockey, uh, but just weakened over the concluding stages, trained by Tim Cook and third was uh, Revenia uh, with a $10 chance, ridden by Shane Nielsen. A lot of uh, jockeys at Japan, which was great to see. Uh, Shane Nielsen I believe is a heavyweight apprentice from up north and we also had um, Luke Miller coming in from miles uh, with his partner, who was resuming riding after a long time out. Sarah Robbins, my well, long time out of uh, racing, I was speaking to Sarah and she said to, she decided to have some children, and uh, she rode again on Saturday. it was the first time for around about five or six years. So, you know, th- these people are fantastic. They came from Miles to ride at Japan, and I think they rode at Kanamala yesterday. So they're, they're really doing some yep. travelling. We're really uh, you know, very appreciative of these visiting jockeys. I must say, Rob, racing in the central-western Europe, area, it's remarkable. I looked at the nominations as if the bar Told them this Saturday, 73 nominations. I mean, it's thriving out your way, and you've got plenty yep. of jockeys. Well, what's the
2: secret? The grass track and the outback, Tony. But remember, it's also a TAB country meeting and it's had the uh, Diggers' Cup race that we lost on the weekend with rain uh, added to the program. So uh, great to see yeah. those nominations.
0: Yeah, 70 noms, huge noms. OK, back to your turn again. We're getting sidetracked. Uh, this is the second race. This is the maiden plate over um, 950 metres, taken out by uh, Strathbogie Lane. A bit of a story here. Justin Stanley, again, he rode the first two winners. This is a horse by Carrara, very speedy, trained by... Um, Shane Zygba. Now Shane is a nephew of Jacko Zigbart. who was trained in Rockhampton for about 40 or 50 years, well-known racing family, he passed away the week before this and uh, they raced in his colours, the, uh, the green, the dark green shamrock and armband, so there's some emotional scenes after Strathboge land, but all the way to win for Justin Stanley, uh, second place getting one to number six, uh, she's out there, uh, by John O'Sing, ridden by Adam Sewell. He came up from the Sunshine Coast. And third was Cedar Fury, Chelsea jockey for Adrian Coon. Uh, just talking of trainer's passing, too, I'm, you may be aware, but Clem Jackson, who was a, mm. uh, an institution in Rockhampton racing, he passed away, I believe, yesterday. He trained some great horses, including Bamako, who won a Newmarket handicap. He uh, led the way with another trainer called Dave Badden, uh, preparing two year olds up here. And uh, Clem passed away, so he leaves a great void. And uh, the senior Rockhampton racing community are saddened by his passing. Uh, yeah, our sympathies
2: r- from the Bushbeat community go out to those families, Tony.
0: Yeah, thank you very much, Rob. It all uh, helps. Uh, the fourth race, the third race at least, is won by Beggs Belief a Hemingway, out of a mess called Maradama. I think it's a full, uh, a full brother to Marway, who comes back into training in Rockhampton uh, this week, I believe. He's, uh, now, he's had an eye problem. He's been down at the Gatton University in Marway. He won the Walkertown Plate, of course. Um, and he's back up this way, so that's good to see. But this was Beggs Belief, it's written by Tasha Chambers and owned by the Marway Connection Institute and the family's and it, it led all the way, too. Second was a Warrigal lad with Kevin Miller and third was a uh, Albertessa for Adam Sewell. Took us to the fourth, at uh, the three-year-old Maiden Handicap, this is a, a good prize money race, being one of those cutest races. They're always very, very popular. One a horse called Rick Lap having its first start. Uh, it's owned by uh, Lynn Sullivan. Uh, Lynn Lynn uh, is no spring chicken. She admits that herself. She's an 80-year-old. This horse gave a lot of trouble uh, during its... Uh, education wouldn't go into the barriers, and I think it was bad on one occasion. So she gave it to a very good horseman to get it going called John Poots. He did the job, and Adam Spinks, nice to see him ride a winner too up this way. Uh, Lindrick Lass has got a future. It missed the start, circled the field, strapped out two or three wide and uh, fought on like a caged tiger to win. So market it down to win again, the top echelon filly called Lindrick Lass. The second there was quite in the dog. Uh, Tasha Chambers ran second on that, and third went to number eight, Lenny Rocket. And that took us up to the last race. We've discussed the win here of uh, Mensch Keith. There's a good little story here too. There's a little fellow, uh, Benny Creer, is the trainer and his son called Cooper Creer. He is an absolute racing lunatic. He gets around, I'd say he's only about five or six, might be seven, gets around all afternoon flashing the whip and uh, riding hands and heels. He carries the, uh, the shirt on embroidered with his stable colours and he just absolutely loves it. And uh, he was giving Nathan Day instructions. I saw him outside the enclosure. <laughs> Nathan uh, was taking it all in, in good spirit. So it's great to see the younger generation coming across. The men's feet did one quite convincingly, uh, defeating what I thought. And also, um, you bet I do. You bet I do. Of so course, That was a great sprinter trained by Ray, Ray Guy many moons ago. I think it won a Galaxy Handicap in Sydney. Yeah. Tony, uh, can I just ask you about
1: Nathan Day? You mentioned that he enjoyed success over the weekend. He received a nine-month suspension going back some months ago. Is he just riding on a stay at the moment?
0: I would imagine. I, I didn't ask Nathan about that, but I, I'd say that's the case. He hasn't ridden for about a, three to four weeks, I think, and uh, I see his name lobbed up down there, and uh, I was talking to him, but I, I didn't bring up that subject, but I'd, I'd say for sure he's writing on his day at the season, yes.
2: That young fellow you mentioned also, um, the, uh, which is great to see, as you said, Tony, the younger generation coming through. I see Dave Weenert. Um, I'm sure it was Dave doing an interview with him as well on, on the bit raising Australia. It was.
0: Yeah, Dave was down there with his son, Chris, and, and also his wife, they were filming down there, and uh, yeah, I was giving Cooper plenty of talk, and David, uh, being the intelligent guy, he is a good uh, interviewer, like Steve Hewlett, <laughs> not in the same category there, of course, but he cottoned on, and he went down and did a little interview with Cooper, and Cooper absolutely loved it. He was running around saying, I'm going to be on TV, I'm going to be on TV. <laughs> <laughs> it's all
2: good fun. That's how, that's how it all starts, isn't it? It is. It really is. And Rockham is very fortunate.
0: Um, we've got so many young trainers and uh, young families coming through up here. It's quite remarkable we need to do now to breed a few jockeys.
2: Yeah, definitely. Where are you off to next, Tony?
0: i will be a while, I think, Rob. I think it might be down to Gladstone on about the 28th of May. I think that's the next meeting that I go to. And, of course, plenty of interest gearing up up here for the, the Archer on uh, Saturday week.
2: Oh, definitely. And no other news out of the uh, central Queensland area? I don't think, I just
0: can't think of any at the moment. As I said, the, the, the sad news was the, the Claim Jackson news. Yes. I no, can't think of any others at the moment.
2: Rob. Well, I'm sure we'll you'll be back uh, with the Gladstone results. And don't be surprised, old Fabs Cowboy. Boy, what a record he's got uh, there as well. is likely to turn up down that way.
0: Oh, yeah. I just, can I ask you one question? There is a little bit. Um, Justin Stanley, have you heard anything more on him? He came to grief yesterday at Wondheim. Uh, at but the news report said he just had a little bit of a shoulder, uncomfortable in the shoulder.
2: Uh, yeah, I was just reading that myself. It was Todd Banks that got a... Uh, he had a right knuckle injury. Um... But uh, nothing else about Justin, just reporting yeah. some discomfort. I'll send him a shoulder. message
1: now, Tony, and we'll have it, that news. He's pretty yep. good, pretty responsive when it comes to messages. Yeah, yeah. So I'll
0: shoot him Thanks. one now and we'll have that news in a moment. But even the other one is Montana Philpot. She rode three successive mm. weeks last Thursday, and I saw her on Facebook. She's been pretty seriously injured. I don't know what happened to her. Well, again, we'll chase that.
1: Great, right. yep. Mm. So I'll shot yeah. messages to both those uh, people, uh, Lady Montana and also Justin as well. So hopefully you have that news soon, Tony. Good luck,
2: Steve. Thanks very much. OK, thanks, Rob. Thank, thanks again, Tony. And while I'm wrapping up Julia Creek, I'll let Steve find out that information. I saw something about Montana um, this morning as well. And uh, the Julia Creek meeting, oh, as as you would expect, the uh, the Tanya Parry team absolutely um, dominating a day out there at Julia Creek. The three winners for Tanya, and she kicks it off with the um, trifecta in the first and, uh, look, great to see the range of jockeys that they're able to get out there at Julia Creek as well. You had Denisha Smith coming out, Wanderson de Villa, Gregory Walters, Jade Doolin, and, of course, Jeff Felix, who's been travelling everywhere of late. But Tanya had uh, five runners in the first, and she got the trifecta. Hope, as always, for Wanderson de Villa, a real saga that had run a fourth at its last two runs. Big odds. Got up at $14 over Solvus for Tanya and Madam Tess. So the trifecta going off there. Keith Ballard had a great day out in the saddle too because he had the uh, the treble for the day. Uh, first of all, he rode for wife Denise with Sir Eagle that had been fourth at Max Walton at its last run, second up from a spell, this five-year-old. Uh, defeated Rockethead and Del Burgia, And then Keith combined with uh, Tanya with grand old performer in Craigley eltona uh, this city-wise five-year-old gelding. Two wins in a second at its last four. And as a little side note with that name, Craig Lee, Steve, of course, it was originally a Craig Lee horse. I was just talking to Stan Johnson before coming on air. Congratulations, Crystal Johnson and Nathan They've been uh, going out for about nine years, I think, and they announced their engagement this morning. So Stan's pretty wrapped, and, of course, Marilyn is. Congratulations to you, Crystal, of course, doing a great job with her own training. And I just remembered that by seeing Craig Lee Altona. Um I'm s I think Stan's comment was, well, I hope the wedding doesn't take as long as nine years to get going um, as what the engagement did, but there's plenty of excitement all around. Great to hear that news, Crystal and Nathan. Um, and that was Keith Ballard's second winner, and he defeated Wicked Wiki for Tanya Parry, Jay Doolin on board, and oh, Wicked Wiki, he's a grand performer, uh, so that's a strong win, with Safty into third place, and of then of course, uh, Keith rode the final winner for Tanya, on Myola Millie, the ferocity six-year-old mare, that won its last three, including at Maxwellton and Mount Isa, started favourite, and defeated Far for Tanya and Jay Doolin, and Knight Attire in for third, and uh Jay Morris produced a good winner in Cato. Now this was the main event on the program, the Multicorn, a uh, Multicom Artesian Express Class Two handicap, carried nine thousand seven hundred and fifty first prize money. And the Statue of Liberty, five-year-old, having its second run for the stable, an ex-George Tipping galloper, Cato, for Jay Morris and young Kelsey Lenton. This was her second winner at a third meeting of a race riding. Good on you, Kelsey. Still got that four-kilo claim and a strong win. Over positive tension for Denise and Dan Ballard and injustice for Tanya Parry and Keith Ballard. So Tanya Parry continues on a merry way in the Northwest with the treble, Keith Ballard with the treble, and of course. In terms of a jockey, a trainer premiership, ch- Tanya has just gone uh, into equal first with Toddy Austin on 37 wins, and then back to Billy Johnson on 34. So it's heating up in the uh, trainers premiership and in that jockey one. Rick McMahon is 34, Jeff Felix 29, and Brook Richardson 27. And Steve, I reckon you'll nearly have those answers um, uh, yep, for I've us for those injured jockeys.
1: Don, Don Terry's listening. Justin's manager, of course. Don was a prolific winner-getter uh, in the saddle himself when he was riding and. New South Wales, and he said Justin's okay. He was even going to ride at the trials at Yippoon. He's just driving back to Brisbane now, so there's no dramas whatsoever
2: Fantastic. with Justin
1: yep. Stanley. It's just on Montana, just waiting on the correspondence back there, Rob.
2: Okay, and uh, hopefully a quick... I, I noticed she put up a post this morning and was very positive. She'll be able to saddle for a little while, she said, because there's several breaks, but she was very positive and thanked people for um, their good wishes. Now, I'm not sure, Steve, But there was that wrapped up the Saturday ones, and of course we had races on um, Anzac Day itself, and uh, Cunnamulla. Well, that was where uh, a big meeting was held, and uh, our own Andrew Watts from our area, uh, of course, went down. And the last I heard, he was stuck in Blackall because of our beautiful rain. I'm not sure if we've been able to get Wattsy, but we certainly did get his uh, call of the final event on the program with last race Brook in Brooke Richardson kicking home the Ben Waldron train Trump me in the Noel Hickey Memorial Anzac Day Open played over 1400
3: make tracks down towards the home corner and a leading on the outside is vertical and on the inside there is a Funky Farm. Now Forged in Stones hung up the white flag and cruising into the race now is not liable. Richardson gets busy on uh, Trump Me. Uh, further back then would be Shake on it with another plan as they turn in and vertical. Still leads not liable and look at Trump Me finishing strongly down the middle of the track in a heartbeat. Trump Me cruises up on the outside and not liable Trumpy! With 50 to go! First clear! It's all Trumpy! wins by two and a half to not
4: liable! Another player from nowhere has run total! Yeah,
1: Trumpy bolting in there and Watsy is with us now on Bushby.
2: Firstly, good morning to you, Watsy. Where are you stuck now, mate?
3: Oh, it's been a bit of a uh, Cook's tour this morning, Rob. We uh, set off uh, to head to Jericho back to Alden and we got 20 uh, Ks out of Blackall and it uh, was too wet. So we've uh, made our way back to. Um, we've got to say thanks to Danielle O'Brien for putting us up for the night, uh, Rick McMahon and Brooke and Richardson and myself. But um, yeah, wonderful rain. I, to quote the Longreach RSL, um, the first time it's rained, Anzac Day, since 1967. Uh, in Longreach so it is such uncharacteristic rain Rob but uh, certainly you can't begrudge uh, anyone these lovely falls we've been getting.
2: Oh definitely and uh, yeah unfortunately the the parade uh, yesterday was uh, cancelled and it was all held at the uh, Longreach RSL but uh, look the rain has been lovely drenching and steady and uh, great for the area but are you still in Blackhall?
3: Yeah, we're in Blackhall for a little while, I think. (laughs) Um, They're 50 k's out of Blackhall between um, here and Bar and out. And then I think every road in the Longreach Regional Council area is flooded as well, so it might be a a couple of days in the making to get home, but we'll get there.
2: No no papers or mags this morning for us. In fact, we're still waiting on the Sunday Mail, so we'll get Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, on Wednesday, hopefully. Uh, George will be able to get through tomorrow, but at this stage, yes, all those roads are shut. But great to get you on, you because uh, that meeting, I mean, there was a little bit of tension after the first. There was uh, barrier, stall, uh, barrier uh, issues for the first when you were able to get through the meeting. But this trumped me. I'm quite impressed with this horse because he was a good second at Blackhall and then went to Rocky for a good third at his last two runs. And, of course, last race, Brooke, well, you know, you, you can't deny the win. She just boots them home and uh, has a good association with Benny Waldron. But but this win was strong because not liable and another plan. Uh, they've been in good form of late as well.
3: They have been, and it was a pretty hot tempo up front, which really played into the hands of Trump Me. The first three probably sped maybe four or five lengths uh, in front of Trump Me. So it had to be given a squeeze about the 600 metres, but once it got clear of that backpack... Um, it really closed in on, on the leading division and, and very impressive in the run to the line. It came out of that strong country cups race in uh, Rockhampton where it ran a good third beat, just over a length. And I thought those form lines uh, were probably the ones to beat into the race. Uh, bet $3.50 they did with Trump, me, for Ben Waldron and Brooke Richardson. Came away to win by two and a half over Not Liable, who has given every possible for Shane McGovern, uh, backing up after a good meat and cut win last week for Leonard Maud. And another plan that's probably the best run this preparation came from the back for Gary Bignall and Ross Tilley to be beaten three and three-quarter lengths uh, in a very good race to wrap up what was the... It was a funny old day down there. It was very, very windy conditions, overcast. And as you alluded to, Rob, there were dramas in the first race uh, with a couple of barriers malfunctioning. Now, credit to everybody involved, uh, the stewards, the jockeys, um, the owners and the trainers and the club, uh, to make the effort to try and make this work. Because a lot of times we've seen these meetings just be abandoned. Uh, so uh, the Barrier staff went over, worked on the Barriers and uh, got them running without uh, hassle for the remainder of the day. But race one was won by the favourite Irish Raider uh, for Beck uh, Kerwin and Gary Geeran. Uh, it was a favourite at $2.20 in the race and won accordingly. Uh, over Epic Rain, who was good for Craig Smith and Shane McGovern, beaten a length and a quarter. And Orders, a first up for nearly 12 months for Les Baker and Scotty Swedeman, uh, three lengths away in third. Race two was a good win by Lenroy for James Hatcher, Burke and Paul Randall. Um, James does a wonderful job with his horses. He trains actually a couple hundred Ks from Burke. Um, he turns his horses out beautifully each and every time and uh, usually gets a winner as well. So uh, good on you, James, uh, with Len Roy. Uh, beat Hangry, uh, who was all over a winner with 100 to go um, before being gobbled up by the leader. And probably one of the runs of the day was Dead Eye Dick, who finished in third for Shane Iverson and Rick McMahon. Race three was a really good win for Mark Johnson's newcomer Tango Tina. Uh, Tino, sorry. Uh, Scott Swedeman was in the saddle there. It was well back turning for home, uh, but uh, came uh, through about one off the fence and really roared to the line uh, to win by a length and a half over Real Hussey, who was a good run for Ben Waldron and Brooke Richardson. And uh, Kalia, the favourite uh, for Leonard Morn and Shane McGovern, uh, was worse no favours in the run. Uh, was three wide uh, the entire and plugged away okay uh, for third and I think that might be a form race to watch uh, coming out of the southwest yesterday and another good winner on the day was dynamic first now this one was trained by Lennon Maughan and Shane McGovern a big winner in the end uh, four and a quarter lengths over Phoenix as we know a very uh, well credentialed galloper for Pat Webster and Gary Geeran was a finalist in last year's uh, country stampede so to come away and win by four and a quarter lengths that's another one to follow uh, out of the meeting and Tycoon Zip the old boy for Les Baker and Scott Swedeman ran a really honest race in the third being beaten four and three quarter lengths. Uh, but a good day all in all uh, at Cunnamulla yesterday, Rob, uh, for the Anzac Day
2: meeting. What's he? I've got to ask you one question because you told me that uh, you've got uh, Brooke Richardson and Rick McMahon in the car with you, and you've obviously found a good spot to stop and get reception there. How have you kept them quiet for so long during that report? Because I would have thought that um, they would have been talking in the background. And, and, Steve, I know you're often asking about Rick McMahon. This might be a good chance to get Rick's uh, any questions you've got for him this morning. Yeah. Do want to
3: throw
1: him on but the phone?
3: Rick McMahon, yeah, he's, he's with me now. Um, Rick, come and have a yarn to the, the good people on bush beating. I'll tell you what. Is he having a yeah, sleep? Is
1: he media shy? Well, no,
3: he's not media shy. i tell you what. He uh, kept us well entertained
1: with his rap and singing. I think Robbie Dolan might have to step aside. Mm. I actually watched Robbie on The Voice last night. I thought he did a damn good job. Did you yeah. watch that, Rob?
2: I, well, I, I did. Leanne actually taped it for me. And, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, I've been waiting to see it. And of course, I wasn't in the room when it came on, but she taped it. Oh, yeah, he's got a great voice, hasn't he? So, mm. Rick, there's a bit of, bit of a standard there you've got to match up to. But good morning to you, Rick and Brooke, I imagine, in the background. Steve often has got questions for you, Rick McMahon. So I'll hand over to Steve. <laughs> How
1: are you, Rick? Good. I'm really well, thanks. How are yeah, you? Good. First question, are you going to come back to Brisbane one day?
4: <laughs> um, look, I'd like to. Um, my weight's a bit um, probably the biggest um, thing holding me back at the moment. But, um, yeah, I'd like to one day, like uh, in probably in the not-too-distant future, um, yeah, end up having a crate back down there. Be yeah. Good.
1: You had so much success, as we know. Well-documented in Brisbane. Rode some terrific horses, including Better Than Ready, comes to mind. Just with your weight, how heavy are you these days?
4: Yeah, look, I'm, I've am been riding around 58, um, yeah, 58 to the as I've sort of ridden, um, yeah, since I've been back, so it's, uh, yeah, just that's a bit of a struggle too, but um, yeah, I'm hoping to get it down a bit more, um, yeah, so I can, you know, probably look at going back to the coast a little bit more.
1: It's certainly a massive change in lifestyle, isn't it, out in country Queensland? You've been obviously based out that way for a couple of years now? Yeah,
4: yeah, well, I was originally in Mount Isa for a couple of few, probably two and a half years, and now I've moved to and, Um So yeah, they're, they're, they're both a bit different, but I'm enjoying Barky at the moment, and uh, it's been really good to me. Yeah, apparently, there's a good news agency there. You heard of it? And in Longreach, I have. Uh, <laughs> better go Barkers. Um, it's my, that's sort of my yeah, that's my war cry now. So that's all I get around saying. But. Um, no, it uh, it is a good uh, news agency, and I, I suggest everyone pops in there. <laughs> mm.
1: Just and on your, Rob robbing the team, yeah. On your strike rate, you must be so happy with it. I mean, you've had 154 rides this season, Rick, for 37 winners, 31 seconds, and 23 th- uh, thirds.
4: That's something you'd be very proud of. Yeah, look, I've had a fair bit of uh, you know support, and you know being able to get on a few good rides, and um, obviously uh, the Todd Austin uh, camp's pretty strong at the moment, and uh, yeah. He's, Building a bit of a strong team, so it's good to be a part of that. And um, yeah, hopefully there's sort of a few, you know, the bigger races that sort of for the country also that we can sort of attack and uh, yeah, and take home.
1: Mm. Be good. Your horseshoe you bowler that bolted in for you recently it was at Birdsville at the carnival there. This horse is this mare Wicked we is flying for Todd Austin.
4: Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah, she's three for three for Todd. Uh, yeah, she's shown a little bit on the track, and she's, uh, she's actually in a barchy on Saturday in a 1200 meter class six. So. Look, she'll be right there in the finish. She's, um, yeah, she's re- she tries very hard. And, um, yeah, she should, as long as she's travelled back well from Birdsville, which uh, all reports she has, so fingers crossed.
2: Rob? And the good thing, Steve, is Rick is leading that country jockey's premiership at 34, but let's not forget that Brooke Richardson, sitting beside him in that car, is sitting on 27, and she rode the Birdsville Cup winner, so she's probably claiming a few bragging rights as she's, uh, I imagine, punching him in the shoulder or something as he's talking to us this morning.
4: Yeah, no, she's not because I. yeah, she'd hurt me if she did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't you, what rides have you got
2: on the weekend at Barkey so far?
4: Now uh, look, a couple of uh, a couple of good ones. Um, if they go around, Starve O'Reilly in the open. Um he's you know, he's obviously probably one of the best horses out here. Um, heading hopefully heading towards something like the Battle of the Bush, um, if he qualifies and um yeah, I've got a few others, but he's probably the most notable,
2: I'd say. Well, we'll look forward to that meeting. Great to have you on this morning. I just noticed the time. It's one wonder Steve isn't winding me up here, but <laughs> uh, great yeah. to have you on. And, uh, Watsey, thanks again for uh, being able to find that good spot to pull up and report on that good meeting out of Cunnamulla. Uh, thanks, Rob, and uh, good morning, listeners. Thank you, Steve. Thanks, Andrew. And, of course, we had the Wandai meeting, Steve, just to wrap it all up um, from the weekend where there was the six-event program out there at Wandai. And, of course, the Wandai Diggers Club Cup open plate over 1,000 metres was the main race. And great to see Old Hard Stride, which, of course, won the first country stampede final for Jason Judge and Paul Hamlin, the same combination that won that final. Second up since the country stampede from last year where he was unplaced. Uh, He's 11-year-old now by Street Sense. 17 wins from 107. Defeated Sherwood Prince for Glenn Richardson and Hannah Richardson. And hard landing for Glenn Richardson and Olivia Webb. But uh, talking of that combination of Glenn and Hannah, they've been going great of late. And, of course, Hannah rode the first of her double with Princess Marion for Glenn. Took the cutest money for this two-year-old by Better Than Ready, first up since December. And there's the benefit of cutest. This horse has had four starts, two wins, two seconds, 60000 in prize money with 26000 of that in bonuses. You can't uh, get better than that. Defeating Holy Chariot and uh, Deluk Kitsabira into third place. And uh, Hannah combined them with Jackie Crompton in the last on the day with Foxy Rose. It came off second at Toowoomba two back to win the last, which was the Burnett to the Beach Benchmark 55 handicap. It defeated Consular and uh, King of the Harbour. Now I know that uh, Tony Clements, when he's back next week. Uh, We'll give a complete rundown of that. But the horse at the moment leading the Burnett to the beach is Modern Family on 35 points. The jockey is Kelly Gates on 37 points, ahead of Shannon Stephan on 29. And Kim Afford on 59 points leads Bob Murray on 49 for the trainer. But Tony will have that in full detail. uh, When back next week... And the other winners on the day to wrap that program. I mentioned Kim Afford, Well, she had a winner with Gosso. Shannon Stephan, riding the Love Conquers All, defeated Sonic Arrow and True Tally. And James Wanless and Morgan Butler combined with Dawnstar, the casino Prince mare, defeated La Belle La Belle and Igbo Third. And that's where the, uh, the, um, the falls were in that race. Uh, all that information available in the Stewards report. And the other winner on the day, uh, Gemma Steele, continuing to ride a winner just about every race meeting uh, on the Kristen Roon train, the zone, a Eurozone uh, that was third at Nenango last week, defeated Finest Act, and he did it. Um, So, Steve, that wrapped up all the results, and we've had a varied show this morning with our guests, with uh, Tony McMahon and Andrew Watts, and, uh, of course, Rick McMahon, an added guest for the day. But... Meetings coming up, of course, the nominations would have closed off now uh, for the weekend meetings, but provincial tabs uh, meetings coming up. um, Where have we got? Mount Garnet, uh, Friday uh, is the, uh, sorry, it's not a tab meeting, Friday, April the 29th, and of course, Saturday, uh, April the 30th uh, as well. Um, That is a big... Combination meeting, if you like, a two day meeting always well supported and i 'll be looking forward to seeing all those nominations that also will flow through for saturday you 've got the Townsville turf club racing on Friday, may the sixth with the uh, two year old maiden handicap twenty two thousand plus applicable bonuses for cutis and a twenty thousand dollar class six race cans on may the twelfth to gain a uh, two year old handicap race there. And uh, the uh, Racing Queensland had endeavoured to reschedule, replace the Cairns Jockey meeting in its entirety at short notice. However, the forecasted continuation of inclement weather in the region combined with unavailability of other prospective racing venues and um, potential broadcast limitation rendered this unachievable. But they race on Thursday, uh, May the 12th. I'm reading this off. Tony's information uh, for me. Because there was an abandonment abandonment of Cairns on Friday the twenty second. Rocky race on um sorry Rocky raced on the twenty first of the fourth where Montana Philpot had a Philpot had a double and a Justin Stanley double and a Garnet Taylor double. Steve, I think I better read these again. Did I get this right? Mackay is this Thursday. Mount Garnet is Friday and Saturday. Bowdesit Hibernian a Race Club on Saturday, Barcaldon Tree of Knowledge Outback Racing Showcase Heat, the TAB meeting on Saturday, Chinchilla Cup Day, of course, on Saturday, Gregory Downs the Berkshire Cup and Outback Racing Showcase Heat, Mount Garnet Cup on the Saturday of the two-day meeting Quilky, Quilpy Cup on Saturday, and I know Anna Bakos is one jockey that's back in the saddle and keen to get to Quilpy, and the Kilcoy TAB meeting on Sunday and that wraps up what's coming up for this week uh, get confused with all these days and public holidays, but we'll be back next Tuesday. It's Labor Steve, Day next week, uh, isn't anyone, it? Anyone, if you've got info, just email me at BarkerNews at au. As uh, Rick McMahon says, uh, better go to Barker's. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> just on that news
1: uh, with Montana. Um, so two, fract- two broken collarbones. Wow. Fractured a rib, fractured pelvis. We'll be in hospital for another week.
2: Okay, but in good spirits from what she was indicating this morning, and uh, which she'd been riding so extremely the, well. It'd be good, do so. What were the circumstances around settle. the fall or the incident? What was that, Steve? Sorry. What
1: were the circumstances surrounding that?
2: I'm not sure, Steve. Whether okay. that was I didn't see the details in the post that she put. Only glanced at it quickly before coming on. Um, but hopefully, a, a speedy as possible recovery because she'd been riding. Uh, in extremely good form, and uh, people will be wanting her to get back in the saddle very quickly. But, um, yeah, great show. Thanks very much, Steve. Good morning to you. Good morning, listeners. Um, And we'll be back next week on Bushbeat.